Hey, Uriso here at George Mason University. Um, today I'm going to do something a little bit different. And if this works, uh, maybe this is a good way to summarize some research for shorter podcasts. Um, so today this podcast is going to utilize chat PDF. Uh, this is an AI artificial intelligence website and you can find the links uh, in the show notes or just go to chatpdf.com. This is not a paid advertisement. This is just something that I found recently. Um, it's fairly straightforward. Uh, you take a PDF, you drag and drop it into the website, and then ask the AI questions about the article. Uh, and I'll caution you at the start. Um, if you use this, it does make errors. And I know that since I used my own article and could fact check it as I prepared for the podcast. With that said, um, I think it's a great tool to overview articles, in my opinion, if you check the facts. I think it gives a lot more information than a 140 word abstract is trying to uh, wrap everything up um, in a short, short word count. So the format of these podcasts is going to be a little bit shorter and I aim to highlight the work instead of diving super deep into it. So to start, um, I'm going to use the article I co-authored with Brian Danhauer, uh, Pamela Kalina and Maven, uh, Megan Baptistolino. Uh, this came out in 2022 and it's titled before and after school physical activity programs and best practices. Um, so let me give you an example. I asked, can you summarize the introduction in two sentences and the direct output that came out and I won't do it in this way, but the direct output that it uh, gave is the article before and after school physical activity programs and best practices provides information on how to implement effective physical activity programs for children outside of school hours. The purpose of the article is to introduce a variety of before and after school physical activity opportunities, provide an overview of the benefits of the programs, address issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion within before and after school physical activity programming, and summarize best practices so that the schools and teachers can deliver effective programs. So um, from here on out, uh, I'm just going to kind of roll with the podcast. Um, I'd love to hear feedback about this. If you're listening and think this is a trash idea, send me a message. Uh, if this is a good way to do things, please let me know. Um, I think open access articles are the easiest to do because they have a lot more flexibility and creative commons licenses that you can reproduce them, but I'm super open to ideas. Um, so from here on out, I'm just going to kind of uh, explain in a uh, in more narrative way of the questions that I asked uh, from the chat PDF. So Let's start off with before school programs. Um, these can provide opportunities for youth to be physically active, obviously prior to the beginning of the school day. Um, these programs can be structured or less structured and may include curriculum-based programs, informal programmings or offerings like zero hour physical education or open gym opportunities. So overall, before school physical activity programs can be a really effective way to promote physical activity among children. These could be things like mileage clubs, which are less structured and more informal opportunities for you to be physically active before school. Um, these programs encourage children to either walk, jog, or run laps around school campuses and log mileage using scanners, tally marks, or I don't know, popsicle sticks. Um, they there are some established programs such as Marathon Kids and 100 Mile Club. Uh, so those are mentioned in the article. Um, after school physical activity programs are arguably the most popular and most attended programs of the CISPAP model, the Comprehensive School Physical Activity Program model uh, that occur outside of normal school hours. 
these programs can offer enrichment and physical activity opportunities as well as provide practical child care for, um, for families. Um, after-school physical activity programs range from, let's say, community partnerships with organizations like the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club to specialized clubs on school campuses that focus on physical activity and character development, like the REACH program that I've done research with. Um, another aspect is youth sports. So in addition to interscholastic and intramural sports, a lot of school communities have access to recreational sports through community centers and youth sport leagues. Uh, these offerings typically have participation fees associated with them, so they pay to play. Um, and they're both competitive and recreational participation in a variety of sports. Um, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services released uh, the National Youth Sports Strategy in 2019, and this outlined actions that could be taken by different stakeholder groups to promote youth sports participation in the United States. And some of the recommended actions were developing partnerships between community recreation centers and schools, promoting physical literacy as a foundation for sports programs, which was an explicit connection back to the purpose of quality PE. Um, the last one is active transportation. Um, so that's another before or after school program that school personnel and communities can promote to increase youth physical activity. Um, increasing active transportation is a key recommendation for policy change in the U.S., um, as schools are a critical place to increase opportunities for students to walk and bike as a part of the CISPAP programming. Um, active transport can contribute up to one-third of the children's recommended physical activity. Um, however, the percentage of children who actively transport to school has decreased sig significantly over the years. So uh, in 1969, almost 50%, so 48% of children aged 5 to 14, either walked or bicycled to school. By uh, 2009, um, only 13% of children in this group actively transported to school. And we saw this um, hugely uh, change during the pandemic when there were no school buses. Everybody was kind of getting dropped off at school. Um, so that number is probably a lot different. So before and after school, physical activity programs have a lot of benefits, including physical health benefits like positive effects of, on daily physical activity and body composition, um, after school programs that are held on school campuses rather than in community organizations, um, and where they're held two or more days per week tend to have better outcomes. Um, additionally, after school youth sports participation has been studied in relation to physical activity and obesity. And these programs can offer uh, enrichment opportunities, again, practical childcare for families, and contribute to making physical activity a public health priority. And we've seen a lot of research from different people on that. Um, so the physical health benefits of these programs include positive effects on daily physical activity, and there have been some links to body composition. Uh, there is a... Um, a synthesis of research by Demetrio and colleagues in 2017. Uh, they did a, a synthesis of six systematic reviews and meta-analyses on the physical activity and health benefits of after-school programs. And that uh, synthesis reported modest support for after-school programs, positive effects on daily physical activity and body composition. Um, there's obviously also cognitive and academic benefits associated with physical activity interventions. Um, Singh and colleagues in 2019 conducted a systematic review of 11 
physical activity intervention studies for effects on cognition and academic performance. Um, and they reported that 60% of the interventions had a significant positive effect on cognition, and 48% had similar positive effects on academic performance. So in another review paper of more than 60 studies, this is Donnelly et al. in 2016, the authors reported evidence that physical activity interventions, single bouts of physical activity, and physical fitness benefits uh, children's cognitive function functioning. And then there's another study from um, eight countries at the Copenhagen Consensus Conference. Um, they agreed that even a single bout of exercise can improve how the brain functions, cognition, and academic performance. Um, there's also social and emotional benefits uh, that have been reported. The most widely used model for this is the Teaching Personal and Social Responsibility, or TPSR. Um, outcomes from the TPSR programming include students demonstrating responsible behaviors and the transfer of this learning to life skills. Um, there's a review of 26 TPSR studies, uh, and it showed that most programs took place before or after school, during lunch breaks, and during the summer. And this is a Helian and Walsh 2002 study. Um, and Hellison and Walsh. Uh, so studies focused on uh, a variety of outcomes. For example, nine studies in indicated student development of self-control. Six studies showed improvement uh, in student teamwork and cooperation. And five studies showed students helping others. Um, so this article uh, also discussed issues of diversity, equity, inclusion, and explained that there are a lot of barriers to providing equitable access for students to attend safe and educational before and after school programs. Um, nearly a quarter of public schools in the United States uh, do not offer any sports. Uh, this is a citation from Valise and colleagues in 2019. Um, these opportunities varied substantially by school poverty level, with 15% offering no sports in low poverty schools compared to 33% offering sports or no sports in high poverty schools. So at the high school level, 39% of students reportedly played school sports, um, and rates were much lower in urban, so 32%, high poverty, 27%, and charter school, uh, 19%. And a good... Uh, Citation for this is the Aspen Institute uh, 2020. Uh, they, they put out some great reports. Um, so the article explains that a number of national organizations offer guidance on the delivery of high quality before and uh, after school physical activity programs. So, for example, the National After School Alliance, uh, National After School Association publishes healthy eating and physical activity standards. So the HEPA standards for out of school time that include recommendations like offering daily outdoor physical activity, offering variety of non-competitive and unstructured play opportunities, and allocating uh, 10 to 60 minutes of program time for physical activity, obviously depending on the duration of the program. So that's pretty much what I've done with the questions. There's a conclusion and you can read the conclusion online if you want, um, but um, I just wanted to see how this works. Um, it's a short article. It's, you know, under 12 minutes for the whole podcast. So um, I'd love I'd love to hear back feedback. Uh, if you want to read the article, you can read it. Um, you can look at it from the show notes. I'll put a link in there and um, let me know. Thanks for listening.